Hi and welcome to a new episode of the Let's Talk P2P video and audio podcast by Northern Finance where we take a closer look on the inner workings of peer-to-peer -peer lending and fintech companies in Europe in order to make better informed investment decisions. I'm your host Alex and in this episode we take a closer look on the European peer-to-peer -peer lending market with the heads of Crowdesta, Janis Tima and Arthur Gaysaris of Crowdesta which is specializing on European small and medium enterprise loans so we will call this SME loans for short and they recently started a new feature with automated risk scorings for the investor side as well as an automated credit process for the borrower side. I'm sure this model will receive a thorough test in the current environment and I'm really looking forward to what the future of SME lending looks like and um, this feature was launched in a live webinar and three of your borrowers, you can check that out on the Crowdester YouTube channel as well. And uh, today we take a closer look at this platform and the people behind it and um, the success of uh, finished loans since inception in 2017, the outstanding loan portfolio, this new feature as well as plans of yours for the future. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. Great to have you um, here. So my first question to you would be, how are you holding up? Um, well, I think uh, I think uh, this crisis is uh, really an un unprecedented crisis, and uh, uh, we all have uh, our own struggles. I'm sure uh, the same as investors, the same as uh, as borrowers, the same also also for us. Mm. I think it is very important uh, to uh, during this time to 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 think about uh, not only this moment, but also to concentrate about the next two, three, four, five years uh, to, to, to make, some, make some lessons. Uh, and this, this we are doing. Uh, so, so, so on one hand, yes, we are facing significantly more challenges than we did in the 2019. In the same time, uh, if we look uh, to the next uh, three years, we are we are positive because we are working on many improvements. We are we are developing our platform. So, so yeah. On one hand, it's hard, but on the other hand, we are we are very mm, motivated and um, straightforward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Arturo, uh, what would you say? I would say that um, it's not the first and the last crisis in uh, in the world. And second, since crowdfunding and P2P business is a rather young business model, it still is like in, it's in a baby, I would call it a small baby still. Like it can crawl, it can eat by itself a little bit, but that's it. Um, it cannot talk much, it cannot, you know, write songs or play violin, uh, you know, and, and draw some nice pictures. So we, we still we, we consider ourselves as the pioneers in this business it's 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 interesting because it's not regulated mm -hmm. in in every um, in, in all european countries um, you can do actually as much as you can on on this type of business model you can do some you know bad things you can do good medium things you can do good things uh, and we are we are we are kind of feeling that so from one side it's a little bit challenging on a daily basis to see that you know this industry is evolving with different problems and you need to analyze that kind of signals and problems you cannot ignore them these are the signals that come kind of going through us because we have a very huge investor followers base almost like 20,000 people uh, we are very active in all the social media and, and, and all like uh, emails and te telegram groups and etc and um, 
we see what people are thinking, what, what, what they're judging, what kind of uh, conclusions they're making. And it's challenging to keep it up emotionally, of course, speaking, because we are you know, human beings. We have you know, rational mind and we have emotions. But at the same time, what helps us is the, the long-term vision, as Yanis said. We are thinking like you know, 10, 20 years as well ahead, because we will have regulation, then we'll be able to scale our business model quicker. There'll be bigger competitors. Banks will be entering this type of business models as well. So there'll be big changes. And the consumers will also be, um, I would say, more ready to, to use that business model. Because now, if you look at the statistics, only around during COVID times actually has increased more and more entrepreneurs are going online and you know filling their loan applications online uh, more and more people are uh, you know one of the best trends during COVID times that people they, they're using more um, you know forex platforms and you know buying buying selling stock and bonds and you know kind of you um, investing more funds in um, in financial industries so we are pioneers, it's challenging on a daily basis, but at the end of the day and the end of the week is very nice feeling that you are achieving something on a, like a weekly basis and we believe that we'll be able to achieve it because we are mm -hmm. you know, pretty hard on that. If we believe in something, then we're doing that and there's nothing can stop us. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about the challenges during and the results at the end of the week? Um, you know, they're, they're different. Um, we have automated uh, lending and um, borrowers are applying, but not of the borrowers, for example, um, kind of they're, they're used to apply online. So we, we, we need to set up quickly the, the call center. So now we have spe uh, specific uh, sales managers which are calling the customers and explaining them the online loan. So this is the operative challenge we kind of we solved on a daily basis. We um, you know, we have the same questions with, with the borrowers. What is the situation with my portfolio? And we, we are solving that on a daily basis. And then we are immediately and simultaneously are thinking how to solve it on the biggest scale. So this is why we have this uh, cabinet. We are working um, in, in order to show to all of the investors what is the status of the loans. So in the short term, we try to fix the small problems. In the medium term, we try to, to, to make it like once good and then solves all the other problems and questions. So, and there are many, many operational uh, challenges. I mean, this is business. Crowdfunding, P2P is a, is a business model that you have. And in every business, you have different, different things happening on a daily basis. So, um, but we like it. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here, right? <laughs> okay. Um, so, I've read um, a couple of weeks ago in a major German um, business newspaper that uh, defaults of loans could be expected to rise by a factor of three to four um, over the next two years uh, compared to the last two years. And if there's a second lockdown by a factor of um, six to eight in the next two years compared to the last two years again. Um, what do you think about this? Do you think those would be realistic numbers? I think it depends. Um, I could agree to these numbers, but, uh, but of course, um, it, it depends on, on industry, first of all. It depends also mm -hmm. on, 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 on country, because there are countries and industries which are hit uh, significantly more, dramatically more, like, like tourism, hospitality, uh, because um, there is statistics that 
comparing to previous year I think uh, tourism has fallen for 67% but if we are comparing June this year to, to June previous year then this month is um, I think 95% drop so 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 of course I think um, potentially the the bankruptcy factor could in this industry could be even bigger but also of course in, in some countries more some countries less so 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 um, I, I definitely agree to these numbers and um, there are of course some industries which have uh, benefited but 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 their majority I think has um, has felt uh, a negative impact mm -hmm. and then Alex it also depends on the country because historically in Germany, for example, there are very low uh, non-performing loans in the, in the, in the corporate uh, lending sector. So it's like, like very, very small, like one digit, like from 0.9 to 1.7%. It's very low. And of course, during crisis times, it increases. So the question is, what is the magnitude? If like it's, it's triple from 1% to 3%, Maybe it's not that high, but if you go, for example, on the default uh, on corporate loans in, um, let's say, Latvia, right? It's it's average is like three uh, percent, so it's from three to threefold. It's nine percent. So of course, depending on the industry, like look, you have a Warren Buffett uh, on your wall, and he what the first thing he did, he sold airline shares. So. Mm -hmm. The crisis time gives you opportunity to think and to ask yourself a question where do I want to invest my money because it gives opportunities because what we are seeing uh, some borrowers that are applying for a loan we ask them why do you need that money and they answer well there's a bankrupting company I'm, I want to buy or there's you know a stock being able you can buy mm. cheaper stock or um, you know there's a lot of layoffs happening in, 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 in Latvia because and and then um, you can hire very good people yeah exactly actually because um, the, the 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 fact that there will be significantly more bankruptcies um, doesn't mean uh, in general that it is something bad for us and for investors mm -hmm. because uh, crisis that's in my opinion well not only my opinion that's the time when you can also make lots lots of money in case if you are in the right moment in the right time so 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 Mm, yes, it's challenging for the existing companies. In the same time, this gives lots of opportunities, and we just have to be ready and open. Uh, of course, this first uh, uh, first feeling during such crisis uh, for for everybody is is um, stress, discomfort. He doesn't want to make any new investments. That's that's first feeling. Them. That's that's of course natural, but um, if uh, if uh, we analyze, let's say the case then we have to understand that this time gives gives us many opportunities mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I understand okay um, now from the general uh, environment um, of uh, loans and the economy um, to your environment I worked uh, for HSBC in corporate banking for a short time and uh, I had to put in all the risk parameters after analyzing um, annual reports and this heavily also relied on the impressions and I would say a little bit also on the gut feeling of the relationship manager on um, how to score uh, in certain points uh, a company. Um, how exactly um, do you automize um, this with your new product? Um, 
It's a good question. So if you have to work in the corporate uh, lending sector, uh, you most probably how it works that you enter the big company and it's already kind of all the procedures, processes are, are there. Uh, there's kind of a scoring model implemented and how most of the banks are working, they have these big credit committees, they have these managers. And from one side, it is very good because more people you have, more opinions you have and they're weighted nice opinions from professionals. This is very good and they can make very good decision. But at the same time, the same people have biases. People are very biased. You know, they're biased if they see something, they think it's very important, if they think of something. So when these people are looking and judging their you know, bank statement of the company or some annual reports, uh, they're biased. Sometimes they can reject the customer just because they have very bad feeling, uh, very bad feeling uh, or they have a bad day or something like that. So, this is to understand how it's how usually the the the, the business lending like it, it doesn't matter SMEs or corporates like big corporations how it's done it's slow it requires a lot of documents it requires several credit committees and this is the way this is just the way how it works how it used to work it's the same like you know with the with the taxi business it used to work that you need to call different taxi companies to get a car to get a cab and now the first guys came in and they made it possible with a you know click of the finger so it's and this is this is what we are doing we are changing the way how the how it works so we're asking the question what is the right way to do online business lending are people ready even though a lot of entrepreneurs are not ready for online lending because there's kind of a trust aspect and second is the technology aspect some of the borrowers cannot borrow money from us because they don't have a web camera uh, on their on, the, on on their laptop. This is why they can't use Verif to verify their identity. Uh, and some of them have old phones because the average kind of you know um, the average age of entrepreneurs borrowing money is 45 years old. These are like 65% male with three mobile phones and everything is burning and they don't have much time. So you need to understand with whom you're dealing with. So we have these borrowers. And we ask the question, what is the best way to, to provide liquidity for them? What we can automate? Um, so, and what we find out that we just are taking out the biases of these you know, corporate managers, of these uh, credit specialists, because they're biased. We know they're based on our experience. And in order to make it in a short time, it's better for us to harden, uh, to harden the criteria by which we are making the decision so we can reject more customers, but we can do it automatic. So we don't have this bottleneck. Because what we see okay. is that on a monthly basis, there are more and more borrowers uh, applying for online loans. And not only in Latvia, but like across the world, the, uh, the percentage of internet users for this specific uh, or target audience is growing. And this is what I'm, well, as I said before, we are pioneers in this as well. We, our main uh, kind of target clients currently are 30 years old. They are still employed in big corporations. They, are, they, they don't have their businesses. They're getting all this experience. And then when they turn 35, 40, they will start their own company. They will work for five, seven years. And these are our kind of clients during the next 10, 20 years. So with the technology that we implemented um, and with credit report that we did, we are kind of ahead of time a little bit, but we like it. So this is how we, we solve the, so the system makes the decision. And, and it's very conservative, it, ha, it has very hard criteria, and there's no, no biases involved.
you know, if the company has balance sheet or has very bad debt equity ratio, then we just reject. We don't try mm -hmm. to stipulate, uh, maybe there is some good thing here, look at this. Because you are biased and then you can make just the decision. I mean, if the goal is to grow the loan portfolio, no, then you can be double biased. Because what we are thinking... What would be... Yeah. yeah. What we are thinking for the long-term success. It's not about lending money today. It's about getting back tomorrow and providing uh, enough returns uh, for the investors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you can't go into too much detail um, just because the borrowers would adapt for exactly that if they listen to the podcast. Um, but um, what, for example, um, would be a debt-to-equity ratio where you say that um, could be critical at that point for uh, denying the application? Um, I would say following. The usual typical company has a share capital in Latvia of 2,800 euros, as opposed to Germany when the minimum is 25,000. Um, and then they have 200,000 euros as a debt as their mm -hmm. own shareholders debt because this is just the way how you know entrepreneurs finance their business it's very easy to lend your money to your company you just sign loan agreement you just transfer the money because if you want to increase share capital it's a more longer way you need to go to the lawyers they prepare special documents then you kind of submit it then you transfer the capital then they register it just takes you know several weeks to do and during these several weeks time you don't have any money to operate with so they're doing that, that not because, you know, they don't want to have equity. No, they're because, doing that because uh, they don't have much time and they don't think about their way. So what we are doing in the report, we are saying, look, if you have like debt equity ratio 100, it's, it's too crazy, man. You need, you, need to, you need to convert your debt to your equity or just inject the capital. So I think for the SMEs, like from four or five debt equity ratio, like in corporate sector will be good. In SME sector, this is just, you know, just a start. Most of them have too high debt equity ratios. So um, I cannot disclose the exact number, but I'll say above, I think 10, it's, it's, it's kind of one of the red flags. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I understand. Okay. And how exactly um, did you de uh, develop um, the feature for well, automated investing um, in the end for these SME loans. So um, how did you have a portfolio analysis? How did you develop the risk model and um, these kinds of things? Mm -hmm. It's a good, good question. Um, I would answer with another question. How do you build a bridge? If, if, uh, if I'm not, you know, I don't have an experience in the construction business and someone says to me like, I, I need to build a bridge and they build a bridge in one month, I'll, I'll be like, I don't believe that because I don't have enough experience. The next level is I'm building bridges in Latvia and then someone says they build a bridge in China in one week. And I'm like, okay, how? So what I'm saying with this more experience you have in something that you do professionally, the, the more easier for you is to build something. So we were not building it from the scratch. So there was not the this, this situation when kind of we were building all the risk model, all the different coefficients. No, we're using several hundred databases. Uh, some of them are very specifically tailored for SME scoring. So we're using different databases. So we get the annual reports, all the financial data. Then we get the bank statement of the company. Then we check the personal credit history of the uh, borrower, like entrepreneur, because we take the personal guarantee. And then we mix it together. So there are specific criteria. 
So we mix financial, non-financial data. Um, then we put it together and make the score. Um, and we, we, we did it in three months and we have automatized it. Why it's so kind of quick? Because we know how to do it. From the day one, we had a clear vision how to do it, to whom to address, how to make the system, how to open the APIs, you know, you open it, you connect it, you sign the agreements, you make the model. We were using, uh, like, I think it is eight specific uh, credit score providers. Some of them are top three credit agencies in the world. And then we use with already known proprietary score providers for the bank account analysis. Mm, so you put it together, we already know experts. We are working with experts who made like, I think it was 200 scoring models for SME scoring across the world. I mean, these guys know what they're saying. Um, and like one hour spent with them, it's like, you know, a month, uh, several months work of, uh, if you take 10 analytics and give them a, a job, please make me a scoring model. And then you put the experience, entrepreneurial experience there, and then you have the model. So this is, it's so simple that it's so hard because if you don't have the context, you don't have experience, very hard to understand how it works, how it could be possible. It's not possible. Sometimes I hear it's not possible to build a model in like three months. It's the same for me saying it's not possible to build a hospital in China in one month, but someone did it. Because if you have resources and you are kind of desperate in the need and you know how to do it, then you do it. And this is our kind of know-how, this is our intellectual property. Uh, this is why we're not disclosing with whom we are working and we're not saying much how we did it. But we, at the same time, actually Alex wrote an, a 10-pager and we published on our website how we made the scoring model, how it works, how to read it, how to understand it. I think well, we are one of the mm -hmm. first fintechs and uh, crowdfunding platforms that publicly kind of have 10-page explanation on how we're doing the scoring. You will not find it on, on the on kind of top five uh, of top 10 even crowdfunding platforms if you go to, I don't know, P2P market data and look for the top platforms. You will not find that thoughtful explanation of how risk assessment is done because it's something proprietary, something very internal, something, you know, like it stays in the house and you don't want to explain that. So what I'm trying to say with that is that we are being transparent only by the fact that we are explaining how we're making the scoring. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How is um, then if you have a case and the application is through, do you trust uh, the model 100% or are there certain well uh, factors that maybe give you a notification um, from the system? Well, there is some um, more due diligence needed in this part and that part and then it can be um, well paid out and get on the platform and uh, like that. Even though we might seem crazy sometimes, but we are not that crazy just to rely on, on the system making decision because we know that, you know, sometimes systems, uh, you know, they need to be checked. So this is what we are doing. When the system makes the decision, then there is a human factor or financial analysts go through the, 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 uh, the results, double checks it. There's a human double checking on each case if it's a kind of positive case, of course. Um, and then we have a credit committee. So then every evening we have a three people 
and we have a credit committee and then we again we discuss we look at the numbers and we make the assessment we double check the data sometimes we do you know, some calls sometimes we google information so sometimes we use some non-standard databases to double check it so we are doing that but we are not saying like out loud that uh, you know we have our own credit committee because what entrepreneurs need they need a quick answer and actually an answer one day is very quick our system makes the decision one minute but currently since it's like it's it's um you can say it's a young one but in the sense that it's uh, it needs to be checked so we're checking on a daily basis we have like several score providers if all of them provide kind of yes and certain results and all the criteria are satisfied and it's manually checked and the credit committee says yes then we move further on our pipeline then it goes to the agreement signing then we put it on the platform then we collect the money uh, and and then we sign the final agreement and before sending the money we again we double check because maybe something changed you know management can change uh, shareholders or something you know tax authority could put a pledge on the company so the, and before sending the money we're checking that mm-hmm mm-hmm understand and um did you have uh, or can you give a number of um, cases that you think um, you will deny even though the system said yes do you have an approximation for that um there were several cases i think already this week um so system said uh, yes we we could give um but we were seeing some soft factors some soft factors that we are um, so look uh, if system says yes they expect some credit limit long term interest rate and probability of default of the company right so so it estimates the pd the probability of default um and there could be several factors why we would like to reject this company if it's a 10000 euro loan which is the bare minimum for sme and we are and we have some other loans already being approved that can be put on a platform and this 10000 euro loan is very low credit limit it's like it has the lowest credit rating possible it's like c you have aaa then b's then c's and the c is the lowest so even though we could afford to you know accept it uh, politically we are not doing that we're rejecting because it's small amount of money it's a bigger probability that the company will be kind of being late on the payments we will be still managing this loan and look we are crowdfunding platform uh, we have investors mm -hmm. that are choosing the investments and we can say openly that uh, because of several platform crises because of the covid liquidity has dropped down in the p2p market so we are choosing which projects to put because our goal is to you know that investors invest in these projects so we if we have two projects one is like triple uh, a one is c we will choose triple a to publish on the platform because we are we are caring um, of, of the investors and we are looking at the amount of liquidity that's available to invest in these companies so these these aspects are kind of we are considering more than some you know technical aspects uh, or specific aspects for the company because we have a lot of red flags in the model so if there's a too high this ratio or uh, um, there's a revenue drop for the last two years more than this then we're just rejecting mm -hmm. 
Um, so you already have an existing investor base, but um, what kind of investor would be interested specifically in these new SME loans and the um, automation that um, comes with it and what uh, return and risk can be expected for investors using this? Well, actually, I think that um, you asked uh, which investor would be interested. I think the, especially the ones who want to, wants to understand why decisions are made and why loans are issued, yes, the ones who want more information. Um, um, I also actually think that uh, also institutional investors, yes, because these companies, there are institutional investors in this industry also, uh, but for institutional investor, they need to understand precisely what do we do, whom we give a loan, why? Uh, so basically with this we can answer, we can answer um, to both to institutional investors and also to, to those individuals who really wants to understand what are we doing and why, what we are exactly funding. And actually also one important aspect is, um, is an, a more emotional aspect. Um, the ones, those investors who wants who also want to to benefit yes because we are funding real business the business is the one which which creates jobs and and creates the economy bigger so 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 also this is this is something what we notice that more and more investors are uh, analyzing also what is to whom in the end do they give the money because the feeling that they help to some com some companies to save jobs or to create jobs this um, this is also an aspect. Mm -hmm. And what risk and return can be expected for those investors? Um, I, I would say that um, uh, P2P and crowdfunding, as we said before, it's a younger industry. So need to, mm -hmm. as an investor, he, need, he she need, uh, needs to ask a question. What is this type of financial instrument? How risky it is? Uh, what is the return? And and and, um, and what I want to do, is it a long-term investment or a short-term investment? Because you have a whole range. You can put your money in deposit and have like negative <laughs> rates on that. You can buy government bonds. You can uh, invest in you know some corporate bonds and have you know two percent default on average, mm -hmm. not in non-crisis times, and then have I don't know seven. 7%, 8% return and sometimes 10% return on some junk bonds, uh, right? So you play with this, with, this, with this margin. You can invest in real estate, you can invest in, uh, in stocks, right? You can invest Forex, options or uh, stock. What is stock, stock market? These are, sometimes they were SMEs and they grew up to the big corporate companies with audit and accounts, you know, with, with some corporate governance and all that interesting things. And then they're published on the stock exchange and then the public gets access to the to the possibility to invest in those companies and we're doing the same actually for SMEs we're kind of you know open market uh, kind of the the stock exchange for for uh, for investing in SMEs investing in a way in a loan or equity so if investor considers whole range of instruments then of course with each instrument it's a different risk it's an equity investment it's a high risk if it's a debt investment it should be a lower risk so crowdfunding is um, it would be, you know, lying, saying that it's a very low risk investment. This is something important to understand. Uh, these are investments uh, with a higher risk uh, and with a higher returns. So if we talk about the risk 
I know six, seven, eight percent. Uh, what we are seeing for the credit reports, this is the probability of default. It's not that the company will go bankrupt. This is means that company will their probability company could be late on a payment in the next twelve months for the ninety days. So if there is let's say seven percent probability, and you have twenty percent interest rate, so very roughly speaking, you just subtract seven from twenty and you get 13% return on your investment, which is higher, the net is higher than you know, uh, earning on the bonds, but it could be at the same time lower than you know, if you work on the Forex and you, you have very good fundamental technical analysis and you buy the pairs and you hold them and, and you can make more money there, but there's different risk involved. So what Yannis I think said is that um, our investors are people who are asking the questions. Why is this? Why you're making these decisions? Why mm -hmm. on different platforms uh, I don't see who's the beneficial of the of the company? Why I don't see who is the borrower? If there's a payday lending company that lends money to some guy in Russia uh, for the rate of several hundred percent per year, and I'm earning only twelve percent, and this is with a buyback guarantee, so I need to ask a question: What is it? What is the risk involved? And, and this is number one. Number two, what is the social impact I'm having with that? So what I'm actually doing, I'm earning money. We need, we need money, right? Money is one of, the, uh, one of the parts of our modern world. But second, there's a social kind of link, what I'm helping. If there's a 300% loan over there and I'm earning only like 12 or 13, who takes the rest? There's a platform that takes 3% commission and the rest goes with the loan originator. And then they're having all the money there. So the good thing is to ask the question, how it works? I think this is the, the, the fundamental question that each investor needs to ask, how it works, how P2P works, how crowdfunding, what is the difference, what are different crowdfunding models, debt crowdfunding, equity crowdfunding, what is the risk, what is the default, just Google. What is default? What is non-performing loan? Because people are afraid sometimes because they don't understand, they don't have the context. They hear someone said, this company is not paying, it's bad, we need to go to the court, you know, and file it. But sometimes uh, the best strategy is to find a deal with the customer, not file the bankruptcy. Because as soon as you file the bankruptcy, the company, you know, just can close themselves and not talk with anyone, then you just lose all the money. So, ask the question, how it works. Okay, okay. Um, for me, transparency um, is the key to long-term success as well as improving. So, um, with this uh, prerequisite, um, I will ask you, how is your portfolio currently doing? How is the health of it? Um, well, of course, uh, of course, late loans are, are a lot more than uh, than it used to be in 2019. Of course, uh, if we talk about numbers, I would say um, it's about 10-15% late. Uh, still, we 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 do not have yet any official default yet. Uh, the good thing is that we see that, uh, that uh, by far the majority of borrowers are very actively discussing with us in case if they have problems, they come, they, they tell us the problems, they explain what's the case. Uh, we see that uh, in most of the um, 
situations the problem actually is not so big for example there are uh, there are simply delays to finalize a deal which is uh, which is uh, clearly understandable because let's say the borrower just put on hold for a couple of months because of covid they they they, they just don't buy or they ask for lower prices uh, so 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 we are happy that uh, that by far the more majority is is uh, very 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 actively trying to look for solutions so that is what what makes us happy will there be defaults of course there will be of course um, so 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 I think oh, next half year will show will show precisely yes how things will will develop of course we hope that there will be no second serious lockdown as it was because then it will uh, put an extra uh, struggles on the on the on the companies but okay okay um, I um, invested in one loan um, during the well uh, middle of the corona crisis in the first wave um, the supplies um, for uh, supermarkets and uh, hotels in um, Georgia of this uh, I would say higher quality um, food stuff um, a loan like this that uh, might very well be in trouble now um, because um, of the whole situation with um, tourism and the hospitality industry um, would they be able to get um, refinancing or similar on your platform or how do you deal with uh, such cases well um, yes this this exactly one project which you mentioned is is of course it's it's in hospitality and and tourism sector of course it's it's hit quite heavily um george actually is is is, is on one hand uh, uh doing quite well uh because the the, the number of uh, those new cases are uh, is quite low uh on the other hand um they were uh, the, the tourism was was closed uh, like in the beginning of covid then it was like kind of kind of like open now again closed so we hope that uh, tourism will be open very very soon uh and uh, that they will they will recover as as, as fast as possible uh, this company is uh, is one of the good examples which is communicating actively with us so 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 we hope we will find a solution uh, refinancing of course is one option uh, th that is one of one of the options uh, which of course also many other platforms are doing that in case if there is a late loan they just refinance it but uh, for us it's we're still uh, very young and small platform and for us sometimes it's challenging to fund the new projects plus to refinance the existing ones which are late because simply we do not have so many investors and we do not have so many um, let's say uh, investors are not re ready to invest so much yes that's why we are uh, sometimes trying just to to solve explain to investors this case Mm, we would like to refinance it, but but not so easy to do it. Um, yes, so that's. Would you extend it in such a case? Well, we have at the moment. Um, there are other cases where uh, where uh, where there is a problem, and and we would we are we will present to investors um, and offer them to make a decision to, to, to vote what to do because one option is to extend and prolong 
Uh, other ex of course option is simply to default use all our legal rights and to, to, to try to recover as much as possible. Uh, but of course, sometimes that's not the, the, the best thing to do. Because uh, let's say to, 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 to default it in the, in the middle of the crisis when there is the, the lowest uh, possibility of uh, recovery, it's not, it's not, not the smartest. So, so we are planning to explain the case to present it to investors and now allow to allow them to 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 vote and make decision okay okay um what are your expectations towards um, the next few months um and the lending volumes um, you will create um, on crowdester uh if we talk about um so in the beginning of uh, this year, in the very beginning of this year and the end of last year, we had about 4 million euros per month funding volume, uh, which uh, fell down to, let's say, one and a half, two million euros. We see that last couple of months are, are quite stable, staying between this one and a half and two million. Uh, we expect that it will grow to, to again 3-4 million in next following months, most probably half a year. Uh, and then we hope to, to, that it grows significantly once we are also stepping in new countries with this SME. Uh, you can actually yeah, see. At the moment actually we are overperforming this um, forecast because once when we made the white paper and published it, uh, our assumption was that funding volume in these uh, in this um, June, July, August, September will be actually lower than it than it actually is. Mm -hmm. So that's and with the SME automation launched and with the marketing uh, being active, now you can already see we have more and more SME borrowers from Latvia and Estonia being published on the, on our website for investors to invest, and this will just be growing because we just started. And then we'll be adding new countries. Uh, we are actually working on them. We are choosing, we have currently, like this following days, we have 10 countries being analyzed. Uh, we have legal analysis fully done. Now we're putting the financial and economic analysis. And then we'll be choosing the next countries and they'll be stepping in and operating there. That'll be very, very interesting announcements. And then we will have more and more SMEs coming in. So we asked the question before, what they can expect from SMEs, why they need to invest, to diversify. So what we are seeing actually is more diversification. There are more and more investors putting 100 euros in one loan than putting, you know, 10,000 in one euro loan. And this is good. In, 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 in our situation, it would be maybe good to say this is bad. You need to invest all your money in one loan, they will have, you know, enough liquidity and then the loans are sold very quickly. But we are interested in a diversification. So we want to have a situation where investor diversifies his investments. So he invests 100 euro here, 100 euro there, and then he makes this portfolio fully diversified for the long term, for the short term, with different risk levels and different returns. Then in the end, you have a harmonized approach. Because either you specialize in one specific industry, one specific instrument, or you diversify. And then you have these, these, this average, average return. Mm -hmm. um, okay, okay. 
How do you see the peer-to-peer -peer and uh, crowdfunding lending market um, for the next 12 months and uh, for the next uh, 12 months after that again and um, for the next couple of years? So a little bit medium and long-term perspective. Well, I, I, I believe and I think that uh, crowdfunding still is a very young industry and, and um, I believe it has huge potential because uh, banks are, are, are slow, banks are quite arrogant. Um, I believe there are many companies who need money. Uh, there are lots of investors who want to invest somewhere. Uh, and 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 once there will be regulation, I think there will be significantly more trust also in this industry. And uh, once there is regulation, once people more and more people understand what it is and how it works exactly, I think uh, it will grow exponentially. Uh, I heard. I'm not sure if this statistics is 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 correct, but I heard that. Uh, German investors are the biggest investors in crowdfunding, but that only about 0.8% of Germans are investing or, or know what is crowdfunding. So in case if this 0.8% will grow to 2, 3, 4, 5 or even 10%, it means that this industry will become 7, 10 or 15 times bigger than it is today. So of course there is huge potential. Uh, Talking about next 12 months, most probably it depends. Will there be serious uh, lockdown next next wave? Yes or or, or, or no? Because um, this might 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 change. Uh, I'm sure that uh, in general, in general, it will be growing. Yet, so so basically, the question about next uh, next 12 months. So, if there will be no uh, no serious second wave this growth will be will be already faster uh, in case if there will be then most probably still the next 12 months will be um, in the same level as it is today maybe uh, and then we'll start growing mm -hmm. by the end of next year but if we talk about next five years then I'm, I'm absolutely sure that uh, that the numbers in crowdfunding will be triple bigger or even five times bigger than it is today yeah, I can I can touch upon that. So if it like, took uh, 2020 in European Union, on a monthly basis, all the banking and financial sector is lending uh, six um, billion euros per month. Every month, there's a six billion euro new loans lent, um, and crowdfunding is like how much? Like I think it is uh, mm. two billion. It is two billion per month. So this is this is something that all the P to all the P2P, but there are a lot of private. So this is not maybe something right to compare, you know, private, private and, and corporate crowdfunding and, and, and the banks. But what is interesting in the during the Corona times, it has increased. So now on average, banks are lending 40 billion euros per month. This is something huge, like seven, almost seven times. But still, if you talk about 10, 20 years, um, you, crowdfunding has two parts. One is investors. We can see trends. They're they're no they're kind of learning new instruments. They are looking for new possibilities. They are opening their you know uh, deposit accounts online. They're the checking accounts. Then they're buying insurance online. More people are kind of starting using online um, instruments. Uh, 
And with the new generation uh, Y and, and generation Z kicking in as investors, there'll be more and more people investing their money in online. From the other part, you have borrowers. Um, they're also the same pattern. They're more and more kind of, you know, currently we have, I think like, it depends on the country, but on the average, this, this number is very small. 10% of SMEs are applying for loans online. And all the other, uh, other 90% they used to have this you know, offline, they go to the, to the office, to the bank, they call the manager, they have, this, yeah, they have this more trust related. This is, and in some yeah. countries, I, like it's, I think it's Romania, it's like 0%. In Romania, nobody goes to, you know, to online, kind of borrowing money online, they just don't trust it. Um, and then, you know, in, in countries like Sweden and Finland, you have mm. entrepreneurs which are age 65 plus and like 10% of those, those categories are borrowing money online. They're applying for online fintech products. Can you imagine that? <laughs> so mm. these, there's a shift coming in from the borrowers, from the investor side and we need I think like five, 10 years uh, to, to see the, the, the aggregate results of, of increased uh, lending volumes. Because all the current financial instruments are already regulated, you know, and we all know them, as we mentioned before. You have bonds, deposits, bonds, some stocks, forex. Um, you know, we can buy some piece and etc. Um, this we already know for many decades. Many decades, stock exchange are working, right? Um, but with the crowdfunding, something new, something new, and once it will be regulated, it will be catching in the volumes. And I think at one point crowdfunding will be volume-wise um, having more deals than the banking sector. It will happen mm. sooner or later. I'm I'm also sure about this. Yes, it's it's just a question about when when. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, interesting. Um, really interesting. Um, have you any advice for um, listeners and um, viewers right now um, who are investing? Well, first of all, um, I want I, I want to uh, tell that you should be active. Uh, if you have questions, please ask because we really we really want to be to, to answer. We want we are active. We are we, we like to to discuss. Um, of course, also the golden rule uh, diversification. Uh, you should you should diversify as much as possible, and. Uh, also, one thing which I said in the beginning, uh, crisis uh, brings lots of uh, opportunities. Actually, so 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 my advice at the moment is, is of course, everybody feels distressed because of in general economy is is, is suffering, but also to 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 analyze the opportunities because there are and there will be many opportunities which which can bring. And maybe compensate the potential losses, which 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 ha which are because of other investments. Especially these these new opportunities can compensate it, because there will be lots of opportunities in market in in, in, in at the moment and in following uh, following months. Mm -hmm. And I will give uh, two advices. One is to think about social uh, impact um, investor is um, is making. So business lending versus uh, traditional, we can say, uh, uh, payday or peer-to-peer -peer lending, lending money to the people, which are buying new iPhones or bottle of some spirit. Um, in, 
right? So this is the philosophical, ethical, we can say social question, what I'm doing besides earning money, how I'm me painting. Because SMEs are all around, all the big companies wear SMEs at some point. All the SMEs are producing this phone, right? maybe this phone is a corporate one, but you know, all the products around, we're buying you know, coffee in a coffee shop, uh, they're SMEs. Um, and so there's a huge interesting opportunity for investors to invest to support these companies, to put their money, get the interest rate, and second, to support the company so the, the company can grow. And Buy, actually support the economy. And the, support the economy on a bigger scale. So this is first advice, think of social uh, economic impact on the, on the economy. Um, just think twice before making any investment, right? And the second advice is ask the question how it works. Who is responsible for what? What is a blogger's responsibility? What is platform responsibility? And finally, what is my own responsibility as an investor? Do I need to understand how it works or I just blindly believe what other people are saying in the forums or, or writing some new papers? Um, no, I think the best way is to ask myself a question. If I want to invest and it seems interesting to me, how it works? What are the differences? What is this regulation? What are these SMEs? What is this credit report? How it usually works? So the more questions you ask how it works, the better it is. So the better informed investor is how to make a proper decision, the better will be the investment strategy. So this is what I wanted to say to all the investors. We are open, we are answering all the questions and we are ready to continue to answer those questions and we are making our best uh, to make it you know, regulated, standardized um, and to, to provide as much transparency and, and project as possible and investment opportunities. But at the same time, sometimes investor needs to, to, to ask the question, to think before making the proper investment. Because investment is very big opportunity, especially in the crowdfunding, the industry that is growing. Okay, Yanis, Arthur, thank you very much for taking the time and um, thank you very much for the uh, interesting discussion here. Thank you, Alex. Thank you very much, Alex. Together we're making fintech crowdfunding industry bigger. Yeah, and better. That's right. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye bye. Bye.